Show, your home for Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Lap Show. Good to be back with you. Of course, this show airing every Saturday morning now on WSIC's family of stations, 9 a.m. Eastern as the kickoff of the uh, 90-minute horsepower hour, um, followed at uh, 10 o'clock by Lenny Batiki's PRN at the track, and uh, hope you enjoy that racing doubleheader every Saturday morning. We're going to continue it right through the off-season and keep things going. This show focuses mainly on Southeast racing, and we had a whopper of a race in the region on Saturday night. The fall brawl at Hickory was incredible. Four divisions in action. Um, got one of the drivers in studio with us who picked up uh, a win in the, in this case, limited late model portion, but also ran the late model stock portion of the event as well. Um, we've uh, got all kinds of stuff to talk about from there. The Carolina Pro Late Model Series wrapped up their points season at the Fall Brawl. Leland Honeyman picking up the win in the event, but Nick Loden winning the points championship. We'll hear from both of them next week. In fact, Leland will be joining us in this very studio next uh, week for Lee Lap. Okay, um, Ryan Millington with us. Ryan's been here a number of times before. Always good to have him. Local uh, boy from the Statesville area. Um, Ryan runs late models and in this case uh, decided, well, I've got a second car. I want to run it. So we'll just run the limited portion. Bet you're glad you did that now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was, uh... it, was, it was one of those things where we, uh, we decided about a week beforehand that I was going to do it. So, um, Man, I think it was Tuesday afternoon. I called up my buddy Dylan. I'm like, "Hey, come over to the shop and uh, help me get this other car ready. We're gonna we're gonna unlimited Saturday." So uh, it was a last minute effort, but uh, turned out to work out pretty good. So it was a lot of fun. I know your buddy Dylan. He never shies away from working on race cars. Absolutely not. He can't <laughs> help it. He uh, always manages to end up in the shop doing something. Well, and he's a great help too. Uh, and so um, let's talk about this. So you had two cars. You haven't been a while for you since you've done a double duty thing yeah i think i think the last time i did double duty was my first late model race up in shenandoah i ran legend cars and late okay. models in the same night that was the oh, only time shenandoah. I yeah yep so that was okay i didn't know you ever did that 14 or something yep. oh wow yep that's a neat little track up there yeah that place that place is a lot of fun yeah yep i wish i ran more late model stuff up yeah, there me too i i like that track um so yeah what was it like to to have to do the the uh, the two car tango on Saturday because uh, I feel like it once everybody decided it was time to go it was full speed ahead like everybody wanted to get it done and get out of you know get out of Dodge for the temperature fell down to zero um, but uh, so it felt to me like there was no time to really breathe what was it like trying to get two cars ready I know you had a race in between with the Carolina Pro deal but still that's a lot of uh, a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a lot. I mean, good thing we were we were prepared. I got a uh, I got over to the track twice um, last week to be able to test with it. So uh, oh, okay. So I was able to show up Saturday and I was basically ready to go. Um, I didn't even change anything on it at all Saturday. Just threw tires on it, went out and qualified. Didn't even practice. So uh, oh wow. Yeah, car was really good. Just um, I knew we weren't we weren't going to qualify the best, but um, man, I knew once that green flag dropped, I'd be able to be there at the end. Well. 
Boy, were you ever. Holy cow. So let's get into this a little bit. You and Charlie Watson put on one of the best side-by-side battles I've seen anywhere in a long, long time. And sometimes when I watch those things, I kind of get the idea that maybe some of it, at least in one of the driver's minds, is putting on a show like they 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 understand i didn't feel like you guys were just kind of hamming it up for the crowd which by the way was a really really big crowd and i'm thrilled to death for for kevin and the folks at hickory that 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 the crowd was as good as it was considering the temperature wasn't all that great um but but um I got the feeling that this was just a throwdown Saturday night throwdown slugfest. Oh, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was one of those things. Me and Charlie, in I think it was 2017, 2018, some something like that. We raced together a yes, lot. Yes, you did. Um, so me and him kind of know how to race each other, and uh, man, I didn't really know where that limited race was going to go. Um, I knew he had a really good car. I knew I had a really good car. So uh, I just know I kind of wanted to be around him for the majority of the race. Just uh, I knew that's who I was going to have to race at the end of it to be able to win it. And, um, man, I think it was 10, 15 laps in. I got up there on the outside of him and uh, just started from there, just running my butt off, you know, just doing all I could to race him. And uh, it ended up being a whole race thing. It uh, wasn't no 5, 10-lap battle. It was no. uh, the entire night, the entire night. And, I mean, that race had more yellow flags than the 1970s Oakland Raiders game. <laughs> I mean, it was it was just – it was caution after caution after caution. But, man, when it was green, the two of you were just like, you know, that we need that Elton John song, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting, because, like, you weren't – I mean, it was it was that – like watching it it was just incredible like who's gonna win this battle and then the 12 car snuck up toward the end mason ludwig out of michigan and it became a three-car race and i and it looked like for a bit you kind of fell back and i thought well maybe he's used up his stuff but um then it seemed like we had a caution and on the restart you just went right back to the front again yeah i mean honestly my car went through a couple phases throughout the race i mean it started off pretty solid and i got up there and ran with watson and the Honestly, about lap 40, I uh, I thought I'd burn it up, but I kind of fell back just a hair, and able I was able to give it another run and got back up there. And then uh, I think it was lap 75 or so, uh, Mason got up to the back of me, and I was I, I thought he was a little bit better than me at the time. So I, I let him go to get up there near Watson, and, and he could run with him for a while. So uh, he got up there and raced with him, and, and somehow between the, the 35, 40 cautions that we had, uh, <laughs> yeah. Somehow I don't I don't know how he ended up back in in third place and, and me and him were duking it out for the win at the end of it but uh man there was a lot that went on in that race that's for sure yeah um I mean were you thinking about the twelve car at all when the race started or were you just kind of focused on I got to beat the nine car and if I do that I'll be all right yeah no I was I was honestly completely focused on Charlie just uh I know all year whenever he's shown up and limited I mean he's yeah. he's been the class of the field every week so um. I knew he was going to be the one I had to race, and uh, I don't think Mason's raced there all year this year. I think no, no, uh, he ain't raced. Mason there all Maggio year. was in it. if your name is Mason, you podium in the twelve car. Yep, yeah. yep. So uh, he had a really good night. He did. I bet he was really excited to get to race with us. You know, yeah. a lot of those oh, limited guys. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the limited guys don't get to run with the late model crowd much, and uh, it, it's good for them because it really shows that when he gets up to that next level, he's going to be ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a lot of them kids in the limited division that just 
they're not quite ready to be there. You right. know what I mean? They just right. they get in a lot of stuff, but you know he raced us hard. He gave us he gave us room. He raced us with respect. So uh, it was it was good to get to race with somebody like that that uh, definitely had some talent. Put us in the car when you're running side by side with Charlie like that. What what's what's it like? What are you? What's going through your mind? Especially running the top. That's not something every driver is good at. There's a skill set to that. What's it like to be able to run side by side at, you know, 100 and some odd miles an hour like that? I would assume there's multiple voices in his head, including his own. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I, I don't know. I just, I kind of got up on the outside of him and uh, I, I was going to try to get out front and kind of set the pace, but uh, he wasn't going to let that yeah, happen. I was say, you know, so. He, you forgot to tell him that was the plan. <clears throat> man, for a little bit, I felt like I was just up there just letting him stay on my inside trying to burn his stuff up. But then I kind of realized, you know, I was I was all in. He was all in. So uh, <laughs> I, I had no idea how the race was going to end up. I didn't know if we were both going to end up wrecking each other or, or what was going to happen. Because, I mean, man, we were inches off each other oh, every was... single <laughs> lap. I mean, we just – and I don't – I mean, we didn't touch. I have, like, no. one tire mark on my car. Yeah. And – uh so that's great, man. It's not often you get to race with somebody like that, and it ends up being that clean and that good of a race. We talk it, about it all the time with some of these drivers uh, about spotter communication. Some people just want to hear people talking just to keep them focused. You yep. know, what do you like in your headset? Do you like a lot of chatter? <laughs> do you like to just go to work? What do you like? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty independent person. You know, my, my spotter kind of gives me lap times and, and tells me the important stuff I need to know. But besides that, you know, I... I keep my eyes out. I look in the mirror every once in a while just to know what's going on. But when when you're out front battling like that, you know, there's not a whole lot else you got to worry about besides the person on your inside or outside. So uh, I definitely like being able to be in my own head and just, you know, do what I know how to do best. Yeah, well, you certainly showed it on Saturday. Now, we, when we get to the late model race, for whatever reason, it's like you just... You know, again, there's a there's so much competition, especially in that in in a race like that. Um, you had probably eight to ten cars out of that field that could have won that race. Absolutely. Um, you know, of which you were one, of course. So what what happened in the stock race? Yeah, I went into it very confident. You know, um, from the drop of the green, I kind of fell back and decided to ride a little bit, just trying to save some tires. But uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know what happened. I don't know if we missed it on setup or. Uh, <clears throat> I think there might be a shock problem, but I kind of got the shocks off today and was going to get to looking at them and didn't get around to it. But um, we either missed it on setup a little bit or had a, a mechanical problem. But uh, either way, there's no excuse for it. We still ended up fourth, and uh, you got to be happy with that. Well, I was going to be happy with it. It's not like you know, you know, it's not like it finished the back of the pack. You were still competitive, just yep. not, uh, of course, you know, former track champion there. Lots of feature wins. Um, you know, that's a track that basically is almost like this is your home track. Right. So, you know, you, you got to really, um, you know, you, you love a fourth place finish and yet you wanted more. Oh, yeah. Basically. It's yeah. just one of those things where, you know, you can do better and it's just frustrating when you when you can't quite get it all out of it. So uh, going to have to go back to the drawing board and play around with a couple things and, and try to get it better. That's for sure. But still a win and the top five finish on the night and you rolled them both into the trailer with nary a scratch on them. Yep. At the fall brawl. <laughs> yeah, so. man, that was a. 
that was a ton of fun. I definitely could have loaded the late model up after a limited race. I uh, I couldn't stop smiling after that I, one. That yeah, was, I could tell. That, I, was, that was the most yeah. fun I've ever had in a race car right I, there. I could tell by the, the victory lane shot that uh, that you were pretty happy about that one, and you should have been. I, that's one of those races I can imagine that both of you were just laughing inside the car. Oh, for sure. The just race, a grin just on our face the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, we got to step aside here for a moment. When we come back, we got more with Ryan Millington. We're going to talk dirt with Hunter Weaver coming up, too. Stay where you are. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Now two-time Arca Menards West Series champ Jesse Love wrapped up the title with a... Uh, what, an, what a crazy situation. Uh, yeah. 
I had somebody, some some spotters probably lost their job by now from that Sunrise Ford team. If they didn't, they <laughs> should have. <Yeah. laughs> we'll put it like that. But. Keep your foot on the gas, there, bud. I mean, what I that that I'm happy for Jesse, but man, that shouldn't have happened. Just remember that Mark Martin once took the uh, white flag in the lead and pulled right straight the, down the pit road. Uh, for those of you who don't know. Uh, Jake Drew was uh, miles ahead of Jesse Love yes. in the in the championship hunt and only needed a point, but Jesse was not going to get that that point back. Uh, but you know, coming uh, to the white flag, uh, Jake Drew's teammate uh, Huddleston, right? Trevor, took, yeah, Trevor, Trevor Huddleston, Huddleston. took yeah. his uh, foot off the gas going into one and two, and Jesse just went sailing right on around him and yep. picked up his second. Arkham Menard Series West Championship. Happy for him. He was just here. What was last week? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, a few yeah. weeks ago. But uh, you know, I was. Um, it's kind of one of those it. karma situations, yeah. I think, because uh, of course uh, Drew had dumped Jesse the race before, yeah. so um, you know that that kind of uh, came back to bite him in the in the backside, and Jesse ended up winning the title anyway. So justice was done. That was. Uh, that was a good run for him, and he deserved it. He had a good year. Uh, Ryan Millington in the studio with us and uh, talking late models, talking fall brawl. Um, okay, so um, now you, you are you done for the year, or what, what's left on your schedule? Are you going to Florence, or where are you going? We actually got we got two more races two left more. this year. Yep, this weekend we're going to be at uh, Goodyear All-American Speedway in Jacksonville. Oh! Formerly Coastal Plains. For- oh, I love that yep. track. Yep, I've never been, but... Uh, we're going to go down Thursday and test, and uh, the race is Sunday. It's a big 10,000 win show, so that'll... Uh, this Sunday? Yep, yep. So that'll Ooh. be a really, really big one. Tom and then, might have find, <laughs> found I out may, where he's I going. May, yep. Yeah, I might, uh, might have to travel to that one. You should. There's going to be a bunch of cars up there. I think they had uh, 26 or 27 already signed up for it, so um, that'll, that'll be a lot of fun. Yep. Wow. Nice. Yep. Yep, and then uh, next weekend we got the 400 at Florence and uh, possibly might do the Thanksgiving Classic at Southern National. So there's definitely a couple That's, more. Yeah, there's that too. Um, yeah, the, the the Florence race is always a great time. So, yeah, you got at least two, if not three. Now, do you bring? would you now that you've got both cars kind of – would you bring two cars to those races <laughs> so you have a second one or do you just not worry about it? Yeah, I really don't know. Um, the or big would you reason, put another driver in one? That, that's possibly what we might do. The big reason I wanted to get that car out and race it was just uh, I'd like to start a rental program for next year and play around a little bit with that, try to make some money. So mm. uh might try to get somebody in it for the 400 or maybe even Southern National. So um, either way, we're going to do something with it throughout the year. Not sure what quite yet, but um, we're trying to figure that out now. Interesting. Okay, so maybe uh, maybe the backup, maybe a second driver, but uh, certainly you're going to go. Yeah. How much do you know about? Have you raced at Coast? At, at, well, it's uh, All American now. I should call it by the right name. Um, have you raced up there before? I have not raced there. Have you seen it? Barely. <laughs> it's a really unique layout yep. for a racetrack. It, it reminds me of a bigger East Carolina or like Myrtle That's Beach good, or yeah. something like that. East, East Carolina is yep. comparable. Yep. Yeah. It yeah. has a very unique dog leg kind of on on the front stretch almost yes. yep. and it's very that throws a lot of drivers off yes. until you get used to it yep it's a really strange layout up there but but it's uh it makes the racing great the new owners that took that over um are are really intending on making that like a show palace similar to what uh like carteret yes um is in in a lot of ways and so they 
um, they're really trying to to create some energy and excitement back there, which is great because that's that's such a nice part of North Carolina. And that track for years was one of the the top tracks in in the state, and then it just kind of fell away. Yeah, for a while. I mean, it, it disappeared for a couple yeah. of years, and I didn't even know they'd open back up this year. But uh, yeah. we got an email probably a month and a half ago or so about this big race they were doing, and. Uh, me and dad got to talking about it and decided we were going to do it. So um, they've definitely worked as far as the marketing goes because they've, they've, they've found quite a few people to come run it for however they've done it, but they've worked at it. It's the one thing I've always loved about you, you, your dad and, and, you know, now obviously you've kind of taken the reins a lot, you know, of the race team operation, but your dad, your dad and I go back to the same generation in the same part of the country in the Northeast yeah. and, and, you know, it's it's just there's a race. Let's go. It's not you know. Well, gosh, I don't know. We've already done ten or twelve or whatever. You know, um, it's it's just it, you you have that desire to go to the racetrack and race. And um, it, it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, anything. I mean, it could be go karts or just anything. Yeah, you've pretty much done it all yep, too. <laughs> yep, it doesn't matter, man. We'd race every day of the week if we could. That's for sure. We should for for those because we since you haven't been on since we we started here on WSIC, but um, uh, you. You started obviously in uh, what carts in yep. go karts. I started in dirt flat carts. Yes, and then went to outlaw carts at Millbridge, which is where I met you for the first time when you were doing that. Ran legends cars. Yep. Um, did a lot of good in those uh, things, and then uh, got into late models at a relatively young age, like yeah. what fourteen. Yeah, 13, I think I ran. I think I ran maybe two or three, just couple yeah. limited races when I was twelve or thirteen. Oh, but yeah, I think, started yeah. full time when I was fourteen. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you, so you, you're now what, 20? 20. Okay, yep. yeah. Just turned so, to September. Yeah, so about six or seven years you've been doing it. You won a track championship at Hickory. I mean, you've you've kind of come up through the ranks, but again, you know, you've been known to go back once in a while and, uh, you know, have some dalliances back at Millbridge on the dirt. In fact, oh, yeah. I was a little surprised. Dude. I'm surprised I haven't seen you in a micro sprint yet. I keep <laughs> waiting for that because that's the new thing up there now. Yeah, I don't know. We, I've, I've thought about it, you know, just uh, – don't really want to spend the money to go do it, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest. Uh, I pulled the old go-kart out from the shop down at my dad's and uh, been playing around with that a little bit this year and, and had some fun with that. So uh, The flat cart? Yeah, the old flat oh, wow, cart. Really? Yep, gone and run the D&Q series. Yes, sir. That's, That's awesome. been a lot of fun. Yeah, so, uh, I bet. That's almost been more fun than the late model racing, to be honest. Well, again, but. <laughs> see, back to the sort of no pressure, just go, go and, and have, have a fun. good time. Absolutely. Yeah. Does Eddie still... Yes. Head up that deal. Yep, yeah. he does. Great guy. He yeah. does a really good job, man. He he'd be an awesome promoter at an asphalt track. He yeah. he'd be somebody great to like take over any of these tracks. Why asphalt, not dirt? E- either or way, did you either just way. mean a big track? Okay, you how many how many dirt tracks track. nowadays really need a good promoter? All dirt track racing. Is, I mean, yes, but dirt track racing is so alive. No, we have some really good promoters. Exactly. Out there. We, exactly. We don't have enough good asphalt. You are correct. I, I agree with that. The asphalt uh, promoter program definitely definitely needs a little you know step For up sure. in the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There are a few that I think are really really good. Yes. Um, Steve down at Florence has done an awesome job oh, down the, there. Well, Steve Zacharias and I are both from New York State, and I mm-hmm. remember Steve when he was promoting up there. In yep. fact, he followed me into Shemung Speedrome, I think, and um, you know, and and took a lot of what I was doing there and kind of just next leveled it because he he got. Um, I, I, I was only there one year and I moved out of the area and then he kind of um, was able to take the foundation that Bob Stapleton, who owned the track and I had built and take it 
you know, farther, and uh, then came down and, and completely revitalized Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah. Um, and now, you know, obviously that um, that's gone now, which is tragic. Um, but uh, he's he's done a great job with Florence. He and the, and the lady who's with him, mm-hmm. um, who does some work for NBC Sports, I think, um, as well, she is she's a firecracker and she's very good at what she does and her and Steve are a great combination there that's they've done a great job at Florence you're right yeah they, they've done an awesome job man I mean that place I, I didn't really even realize it was really a track around here honestly till he kind of got in there and started you know talking to everybody and all oh, of a yeah. sudden it's like you know let's go race at Florence and heck we ran five or six races there at the beginning of the year and uh that place is a ton of fun. I love it. Well, I have to laugh because like people go in. I always because I, I always bring it up now because like you know if you go just realize it's missing a piece. Yes. What do you mean? Well, there's no back. back there's no wall back in the back wall. stretch. Yep. You know, and they're like, well, what's what's out there? Oh, I yeah. said, don't find out. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that's found <laughs> out is been in the trees you know for yeah, sure that, that's their that's their back stretch is trees there yeah pretty much yeah um, yep. don't find the trees because it'll be it'll be hard to get you back over that hump. <laughs> it's funny because i i ran a, a dwarf car one time in a media race at a track up in new york called brewerton speedway and and off of turn two there is no there's a part of turn two with no um outside wall and below if you go off you go down into a junkyard oh gosh and so i had um my <laughs> Bill Foley, another media guy, got on the inside of me going into the corner, and I think he just couldn't turn, and he just and he was like d- pushing me up to the top, and I'm like, I don't want to go in the junkyard, Bill, stop! And he finally <laughs> hit the brakes and stopped just as, and it's like, I think we need to get you to go run the school bus race at the speedway. Yes, no, that would be I awesome. Don't. <laughs> if you get, they can find one with automatic transmission, I might consider it, but uh, you wouldn't want me want to see me trying to shift one. Uh, you know, but uh, no, I'm I'm more into smaller vehicles. Like I would I would do like a micro sprint or something if I could. I would have to get back into conditioning first, though, because I'm. I was about to say that'd be I'm a, a little. Uh, for you. What's Tony Stewart's line? I'm too damn fat to climb fences. That's kind of where I'm at at this point, uh, you know. But um, but it's I I love doing like the dirt track. That's what I did with carts was dirt, and I loved it. I had a great time on the dirt. Um, so, but no, the the racing world's safer with me talking about it and and announcing it. Uh, that's pretty much where we're at. So um, next year, what are your plans right now? I uh, obviously. You've got a couple late model stocks, so I assume you're going to continue on with that. Yeah, we're uh, we're for sure leaning towards Cars Tour for next year. Um, I don't think we're going to do a whole ah. lot. Of, I don't think we're going to do a whole lot of the weekly racing. We uh, we've played around with that for a couple years now, and uh, it's getting to the point where it's almost you know we're reusing the same stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Just think we need to try to step up our program and, and go race with the big dogs. So uh, that that's kind of the tentative plan for next year, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Should be fun. Should be very interesting. Yeah, look forward to that. Okay, so got about 30 seconds here. Who helps you make everything happen, man? Yeah, I can't do it without Bob Seville. He uh, he flips the bill, and we're running all his stuff right now. So uh, couldn't do it without him. My dad's a huge part of it. And, uh, you know, everybody that helps at the track, Brandon, Justin, Dylan, Kenneth, um, just everybody that's involved in it. You know, this racing deal is a whole team effort, and uh, couldn't do it without him. Yeah, and uh, you're now kind of full time doing that, right? That's that's all you do. Just yep. Keep the keep the car up and make it fast. So that's Ryan Millington, and uh, Ryan's gonna hang around here. We're gonna keep him around, but uh, we'll be back with more right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. 
Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. This is William Swalich, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Uh, William Swalich was supposed to be at Hickory on Saturday to run his car in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series race. The car was there, but he was still in Minnesota because uh, the uh, the plane that he was supposed to take uh, coming over here broke before it got off the ground. So uh, it's uh, a blessing in disguise there. You don't like to see a plane break after it gets in the air. So uh, thankful that William and his family are okay, obviously, and he'll uh, he'll be back to race again probably at Southern National with the Carolina Pro Series. Okay, we switch to dirt track conversation now and our uh, – basically co-host for this show, um, Dirt Track Insider, Hunter Weaver. Hunter is with us. Hunter was supposed to be 
down in Sumter, South Carolina Saturday night, but uh, you got rained out down there, unfortunately. So um, we we can uh, talk about the fact that, uh, what, that race is rescheduled for this weekend, is it not? Uh, it will not be rescheduled. That oh, okay. Race, uh, yeah, it will not be a rescheduled date. Uh, there wasn't really any openings or any other dates that we could run that would really make sense. So that's just going to be one of those things that will just drop, and uh, okay. we'll have to just figure out how to make it up next year. So uh, Blue Ridge Outlaws, uh, where this weekend, or are you done with your season? Uh, we got three more races left. More. We're heading okay. to Lakeview this weekend, uh, about an hour away from Myrtle Beach. Yep. Uh, should be a good show this weekend, and it's going to be used for a MAV TV production. Nice. Uh, it's going to be an awesome, awesome event. We got cars that are coming from everywhere, confirming like crazy. So, I mean, I've already confirmed 14 in two days. Wow. So, for that race. So, that's going to be pretty big. Um, and then uh, we'll wrap it up at uh, East Lincoln for Turkey Rumble and Thanksgiving Thunder. Turkey Rumble and Thanksgiving Thunder. There's a couple of great race names. Uh, so that's uh, good stuff there. Now, we did have some other racing over the weekend. And let's back up to Tuesday because I I want to talk about we built up the uh, the prelim that was supposed to happen to the world final. Um, prelim was supposed to be at Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney. And it did. Uh, they did run it. Unfortunately, not the car count that they would have uh, liked to have. But nonetheless, the race went on. And I think now that we've established it, hopefully, Hopefully they get the word out a little, uh, little more ahead of time. Obviously for next year and do it again. Yeah, for sure. Um, the only thing that I think would might have helped that race is to be able to have the only thing that that race concerned me was at first was the, the fact that it was unsanctioned. So um, that was the only thing that was a concern. But um, hopefully that'll get worked out to be able to do it again. Um, but the big block modifies uh, Billy Decker with the win. Uh, yep. No surprise there. Uh, sprint cars, uh, Brent Marks ended up winning over Parker Price Miller and uh, Eric Riggins Jr. Uh, Gray Ledbetter with a top five, uh, first 410 sprint car start. Um, Dalton Wilson ended up grabbing the win uh, in Super Lake Models over Brandon Overton and Bryson Harper, uh, his best Super Lake model run to date. So that was pretty much, in a nutshell, um, what happened at Cherokee on Tuesday, but there were other races that went on, including uh, the North Carolina Championship uh, over at Harris Speedway for the front-wheel drive cars, 5,000 to win 100 laps. Um, uh, we'll go, kind of go with Thunder Bomber, uh, Lloyd Dean Burgess, uh, and there were big car counts. There were 85 cars, 90 cars, and four classes up there. For five grand uh, to win, wow. Yes, the uh, 602 Crate Series was went for 4000 to win, and John Virgilio wow. Jr. won it. Uh, the Extreme 4 race, uh, Newman Presnell went in the $5,000, and I think there were 35 cars, I believe, entered for it. So um, not too bad uh, uh, competing against the World Finals weekend, even though a lot of those guys uh, just go watch or whatever. Oh, yeah. But, uh, still a, a great car count at Harris. Uh, nothing sure. to hang their hat on. Not at all. Uh, and, and again, I just, uh, it, it just makes me chuckle to, to think that Thunder Bombers are running for 5,000, 10,000 to win. Uh, we got Ryan Millington in the studio here and I'm looking at well, Ryan. That was, well, that was, well, that was front wheel drive cars. Yeah. The front wheel drive cars went for 5,000. Well, uh, uh, kind of the same, same car basically, right? And then, I mean, isn't that still a four cylinder car? Uh, Thunder Bombers are actually V8 cars. Oh, Okay. Uh, Front wheel drives like are four. Yeah, okay. I get them confused because like everybody names them differently at every track. 
it's basically like being stock eight or stock V eight or okay. something like that. It's something Still, like that's that a lot way. of money for that that class for sure. But it amazes me a four cylinder class, especially when they have those big money shows. It's like, you know, looking at Millington going buy a couple of those, make one an automatic, and we'll both go and uh, and and run against each other for five grand to win. I mean, shoot, that's a that's a pretty uh, pretty amazing thing for those guys. But um, sounds like some good fun at Harris, and then of course we had the world final. Uh, um, and a lot of action over there for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Friday night for the sprint cars, uh, David Gravel ended up getting the win in the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars. And then Saturday, Brent Marks won. And Brad Sweet concluded his season as back-to-back World of Outlaws uh, Sprint Car Champion uh, back-to-back years. Uh, Matt Shepard ended up getting in the championship in the Super Dirt Car Series, big block modified. Uh, he's pretty much, pretty much created a dynasty. And how about Brett Hearn, the corporate jet uh, getting the win on Saturday in the Super Dirt Cars series, so that was pretty cool to see him win. And then uh, the World of Outlaws Sprint uh, uh, Lake Models, uh, Jonathan Davenport, Superman sweeping both nights of the Lake Models. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Yeah, big time. Yeah, big time shocker. No, it was great to see her and get that win. I mean, um, you know, he's he's. Uh, he, he's, I don't want to call him old, but uh, I think Moses was second in his first uh, race that he ran. But um, he's, he's really, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> but he's he's been around a good while. But, boy, he still gets it done. And uh, always fun to see him get a victory. That was a, a great weekend of racing over there. Um, the weather was uh, cold and chilly and raw for the most part earlier, like on Thursday and into Friday. But then, uh, you know, Saturday wasn't, you know, really all that bad if you, if you, you know, I mean, I mean, the, a lot of those those folks travel down from the north. They're used to the cold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've seen. I mean, I've seen pictures of people wearing shorts, and I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> but, yeah, uh, they're the ones but, from uh, up north. But, you you know, can spot them. But, you know, Brett. The thing about Brett is, I read an article, and he's kind of stepped out of the seat. He's he kind of more yep. on the promoting side. Yeah, of Orange kinda County. Like, yep. Kind of like, kind of like how Dale McDowell is yes. now. Yeah, they could. And the late model stuff. So um, when those, when I love to see those guys that have a history get on on the other side of the fence and be able to get back in the seat and be able to still get it done. I I love those stories. Well, yeah, I do too. And it's it's again, it's a whole completely different. You always uh, it's fun to talk to those guys after they get uh, about six months into their promotional career, and you you ask them, okay, so when you were a driver, uh, the way that you kind of thought about promoting, now that you're a promoter, how much of that do you was actually accurate none that's the universal answer is i have so much more respect for promoters now because they realize you know and i'll give you two prime examples of uh scott childress and tony a there there you go yeah i mean those guys both are racers both reinforced owners scott raced against my dad at one time in crazy but um you know this i mean this has been a long time and and um those guys stepped in the promoting side of probably about 10 years or so ago yep and uh they you know they have a totally different perspective but one thing i do want to touch on i want to bring the state of tennessee into this as please well. we haven't really covered that we love the volunteer uh, 411 state. yeah 411 i just want to hit the oval modifiers they had a big race up there and brandon kinzer ended up getting the win former you know big time wow after one of modified race no kidding wow i didn't even know he was doing that now how long has he been doing that uh, he hasn't. That's, it's uh, it's new news to me too. Wow! I'll have to look into that. That's an interesting story. Okay, where was that again? Four eleven. Oh, I think we might have lost uh, lost Hunter there. Uh, 
I think he said 411 Speedway. That's amazing. Wow, great run for him. Um, but uh, that'll uh, conclude our dirt track report for this week. Um, and we'll, uh, we're will we going to have Hunter back, uh, I think, in two weeks. we got Walter Tapp scheduled to come on next week because um, one of his big series that he announces uh, had a, a major race in Tennessee over the weekend as well. So we're going to bring Walter on next week to talk about that. So um, we've got Ryan Millington in the studio. Okay, you've been listening to this conversation about uh, all these big money races for these these uh, stock appearing and stock type classes. Uh, now you're thinking maybe uh, you ought to go back to the dirt. Yeah, go sell your late models. And just <laughs> yeah. go, go run a four cylinder somewhere. And... Yeah, man, my, my spotter Brandon, he's got himself a four cylinder. He goes out. To, no. Yes, yes, he does. No, he's where's got he two of them. Yep, he uh, he traded his camper. I don't know early, <laughs> earlier. <laughs> He traded, traded his camper. camper yep, yep. Traded it for two of them earlier this year. So uh, he's been playing around with that, and he's he's like, "Well, when he get you in it." So that'd be a blast to go out and run a race one time. Oh man. shoot! I'd, if you're oh, gonna go race, I want to know about it because I'm showing up to that one. Yep. I want pictures. Yep, that would be a ton of fun. That's funny. Well, the, you know, and and again, I mean, it's amazing these compact car divisions. There's a national compact car series that I've seen run a couple times, once in Indiana and once at my home track up in New York here in the last couple of years. And they draw 40, 50 cars. And oh, it's yeah. like, these are huge events now. <laughs> it, it, there's such a big market for that type of stuff. You know what I mean? I it's mean, affordable. It, yes. Yep. You don't have to go out and take a loan to go to the racetrack. You know what I mean? You can... Go spend four or five grand and have have a blast over the weekend and maybe make a couple dollars. Yeah, although some of those guys look like they spend a lot of money, at least uh, on the aesthetics of the cars. There's some really really nice looking cars, but you know the thing I like about them is you can run them on both surfaces and yes. the rules are somewhat similar. Yeah, um, yeah, between the two. So uh, you know, just something to add to your resume. Maybe uh, you need to. You, you, I I can't I can't picture Brandon doing that. Oh yeah, yep. I could just, oh, I haven't seen him race yet, but uh, you can see him climbing those things. It's just, oh, man, he's a lot of fun to watch. That is That's for sure. That's funny. <laughs> I, can, I just can't picture him doing that. Um, and, and, again, I think it'd be fun for you to go, you know, and, and uh, it's look, at seat time in anything makes you a better racer to Absolutely. me as long as it's uh, fast enough to be competitive. Yes, sir. Right? That's for sure. But uh, so, all right, so Cars Tour next year, I, I, uh, I'm I really impressed by that. Uh, you're going to try to take a step up and see if you can win the cars tour championship you think your program's there yeah i mean i know we're there um for sure we just got to get out there and you know get to a couple of these new tracks i haven't been to before you know that that's going to be a learning experience for sure so uh just gonna have to play around and uh and get used to it the first year but i'm sure we'll be able to bust off a couple wins all right. Well, uh, we've got uh, one more segment to do here on in on uh, league lab we'll be back with more of the show right after this Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, 
understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Leland Honeyman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Okay, so that gives me a minute to kind of elaborate a little bit on the fall brawl stuff uh, and and the winners and such. Uh, Leland Honeyman bringing us back for break. He got his first win, finally, in the Carolina Pro Late Model Series. I say that because... He has run this entire year um, in the series and has done everything but win. He ended up second in the points. He, As it worked out, all Nick Loden had to do was start the race and he would be crowned champion. So Leland basically went for the win. He changed teams. He went from Falk Racing to DLP Motorsports, uh, which I know you're very familiar with, uh, Ryan. Um, Buggy Pletcher in his outfit, and boy, um, that car was a rocket ship. Uh, Leland took the lead early in the race and never looked back. I mean, he was just gone. Uh, so it was great to see him get the win. He's going to be in studio uh, next week, along with Carson Quapel, who's coming in as well. Carson actually has won about everything he's been in except the fall brawl. He didn't get that one the other day in the junior motorsports late model, but um, he won a big one at Millbridge. He's, he's had a really good last month. I told him basically uh, um, 
all his Christmas presents he used up and, you know, he's announced that uh, he's full-time driver for Junior Motorsports in their late model next year. Um, and and he's really excited about that. That's well-deserved. His younger brother, Caden, was supposed to run the Carolina Pro uh, portion of the event, but um, got sick on, on race day and wasn't able to compete. Um, so, again, that car kind of sat idle. But, um, man, it was a it was a great, great fall brawl. Um, nice to see Katie Hedinger get another nice run in the uh, the limited class. Um, you know, she she just uh, she's got so much talent and she she picked up a win earlier in the year at Hickory. She is the real deal. And uh, it she was, qualified on the pole, didn't she? But the invert set her back. Well, that. yeah, and that's kind of, you know, you you roll the die and, and you know, or draw the pill, whatever. And, and uh, you know, that's always it's interesting, Ryan, during the week uh, and uh, during the race nights at Hickory during the season to watch. You know, everybody has a, a sort of strategy they play. If they don't start really good in the the first race or they're not going to stay, it's like, you know, you all kind of wait and hope that you get a good starting spot in the second race. It's just a different kind of deal. Oh, yeah. With the uh, the twin racing has definitely brought a different uh, aspect to the racing on a Saturday night, that's for sure. Um, man, when you have them 100-lap races, you know, you're just you kind of all out. You only get one shot at it. But uh, with those twins, I mean, you can you can realistically ride the first race and plan on winning the second one. You know, it's just yeah. well, it's one of those things where you don't know if your car is good enough or not in the first one. We'll save it and go for the second one. Now, um I want to ask you, even though you're planning on running the Cars Tour, Hickory made an announcement the other night. And um, basically what they're doing, first of all, for 2022, they're cutting the late model schedule back from about 21 or 22 events like they usually have to 18, I think it is. Yes. And there's a playoff type format for next year. You only have to run 12. Yeah, so uh, actually, Kevin called me this morning. We talked about it a little bit. Um, he said for the regular season, you have to run at least eight races of the 12 to be eligible for the playoffs. Yes. Which are the last five or six last races? Six. six, yes. Yeah. Um, man, I think it's a great idea. It, it brings a different aspect to it, you know, instead of just a standard championship. So uh, it's kind of like the NASCAR stuff that they've switched to. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to do it. I think the theory is that because you only have to run eight of the first 12 shows that people who ordinarily would not commit to a weekly schedule at Hickory because they didn't want to, you know, have to run weekly and win a championship or whatever. Now, if you can only run eight and you still get to miss some shows, go do some other stuff, go have vacation, whatever you're going to do. I think the theory is they'll get more drivers to run eight races than they do normally to get 12 or yep. 15 or 18 or whatever. And, and it'll be more interesting for the championship. You know, the last five, six races is going to be a lot more entertaining than just, you know, saying you're going to have that one person that's basically yeah. got it locked up already. You know what I mean? And uh, like this year, Kevin said he was upset that the late model champion didn't show up on championship night. So uh, yeah, that, that's part it, of the right? reason that's part of the reason he switched it up and is doing this playoff thing for next year. So uh, he's going to make him work for it in the last couple. That's for sure. Well, and I think he's he's on to something, yep. honestly, because the other piece that's that's affecting everything in racing, especially short tracks, um, is is just the supply chain kind of deal where you've got, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're massive for tires and parts and whatever. Um, it's just hard to find stuff. And I think looking at it that way, um, it kind of makes it easier for people to be able to 
to out of the first 12, you only got to run eight. So even if you're short on parts for a week or two, you can still come back, meet your minimum, and then go forward into the playoffs. Exactly. You know, instead of, you know, planning on running 15, 16 races, you know, leading up to the end of July or even beginning of August, I mean, you got to plan on running eight of them. You know what I mean? And then that gives the opportunity for other tracks to get some more car count at the same time because instead of just focusing on Hickory, you know, a couple people might go to Tri County or a couple other places and just bounce around. So. Should be good for everybody. If you uh, blow a motor on la- on the third race, you've got some time to get the motor back I in the t- car. I want to hit on that tire situation for a little bit because it has plagued a lot of short track racing and uh, you know short tracks in general. Does that affect what races you decide to go run? What tires you have? Does that <clears> affect you know where you look at running? And did it affect your decision to sort of cut back the weekly racing next year? Um, actually at the beginning of this year, we were going to run for a national championship is what we kind of planned on doing. And, uh, really the only place we were going to be able to do that was at Florence because of car count. So, uh, oh. we started off the year, ran the first, I think we ran four races there at the beginning of the season. And, uh, then the tire shortage kind of popped up and, and that's one of those places like Myrtle beach. You know what I mean? You, you got to have good tires just to be able to practice and everything. And, and we'd struggled a little bit. So, uh, it hurt us as far as that. We stopped going down there just because we couldn't get tires and uh, kind of wasting our time going down there and practicing on junk. So um, I think it definitely made a lot of people this year want to take a break, and a lot of people did. So uh, car counts kind of struggled a little bit this year because of that. But um, it's looking a little bit better. You know, Kevin had uh, four new tires for Limited, six for Late Model, and two for the Pro Late Model. So uh, I think the tire stuff's starting to come back around in the right direction right now. So uh, we'll see how it is for next year. I hope so because that, you know, <laughs> that messes with everybody. I mean, honestly, you know, in the old days, people would worry about all that stuff. You know, you, you ran harder tires, number one, so your tires lasted longer. There wasn't this four new tires a week and, you know, having to buy a new set for practice. I mean, it's like, you know, at, at some point, the, the track's the same. So, you know, I think weight models notoriously over practice, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's, it's like, you know, talking about the snowball derby and, you know, going down there and having to spend almost 15 grand on tires because you got to practice for three days before. It's like, really? Yeah, I saw, I think it was maybe Cody Connor <laughs> yeah, or Cody, something. Yeah, yeah. He posted something about that and it was like $7,500 in a tire expenses. And I'm like, are you joking? Yeah. Like, that's outrageous. Yeah, just unbelievable. It it's insane. But that's, you know, everybody thinks they got to run 500 laps of practice. It's like, you know, and then the temperature goes up. 20 degrees on race day and you're screwed. Yeah, yeah you, you just wasted yeah, 6500 bucks. Because yeah. <laughs> the car's not going to be anywhere close to the save. It's crazy. Where can fans follow you online? Yeah, really, I do most of my posting on Facebook. Um, do a little bit on Instagram, but uh, for the most part, just Ryan Millington on Facebook, just my personal account. I post everything I can on there. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. If you All wanna, right. Yep. Well, and uh, Millington Racing, right, on Instagram? Is that what it is? Yes. Millington yep. Racing. Millington Racing yep. on Instagram. Okay. So Ryan Millington on Facebook, Millington Racing on Instagram. Thanks for coming in again, buddy. Always a, a pleasure to have you on and fun to talk to you. And that's it for this week's lead lap. We will look forward to being back and uh, ready to go with another show next week. Walter Tapp going to be joining us. Carson Quapple going to be in as well. And we'll be back next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to the lead lap show. Home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lap Show. 
No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.